land of confusion. You know, this is the world we live in. You know, too many people, too many problems. And there is an uneasiness, especially today, about the future. You know, I believe even just a casual peruse of the news or social media. And it's troubling. It's actually disturbing. There, there's this tension throughout the nation. There, there's racial, political division. And I believe that's very difficult to navigate when there's not much love to go around. And then you add in a little inequality, poverty, ethical decline, violence, economic concerns, inflation, you know, supply chain issues, corporate downsizing, climate change, health care issues, political and corporate corruption. Should I keep going? <laughs> and it feels like you're losing control every hour. And then you start playing the what-if game. I mean, what if it keeps escalating? You know, what if I lose my job? I mean, what if I get sick? You know, what if the wrong person gets elected? You know, what if this or that happens? And you throw in a little uh, crime, COVID, conflict, wars, rumors of war, and it is a land of confusion. You know, we're starting this series out of control. Because control is a big, big issue. We all want control, right? I mean, what do you do when there's tension and it rises? What do you do when stress increases? What do you do when the worry grows? You know, the anxiety invades and things, they, they feel like they're getting out of control. I mean, what do you do? You know, I see it in, in people's faces. I hear it in conversations. And you may feel like you're living in the land of confusion. You may feel like things are out of control. But I would also argue there's another issue, a bigger issue. We have control issues. And when things get out of control, and just uh, FYI, they do sometimes, you have to remember God is fully in control. It's about trust. And, and this is challenging, I know. You know, for, for some, it, it's a struggle you know, I, I trusted God with something one time, and I prayed, and God didn't do what I wanted God to do. I mean, God could have, but God didn't. That's the land of confusion. Others of you are thinking, well, you know, I, I want to trust God, but easier said than done, isn't it? Again, I would argue there are control issues. And today what I want to do, I want to focus on what do you do? What do you do when things get out of control, 
what do you do when things don't go the way you planned? And what do you do when things aren't working the way they should be working in your life? And before we go any further, I just want to ask, I'm going to ask a couple questions. You answer them for yourself. Who would you say is in control? Another question, do you trust God? And those are yes and no's. No, no yes, but, just yes or no, yes or no. And today what I want to do is looking at an occasion that took place. Uh, Jesus was teaching by a lake. Uh, it's near the Sea of Galilee. And some commercial fishermen, they're returning from a very frustrating day of fishing. These are professional fishermen, okay? They're pro fishermen. They didn't catch anything, all right? This is a big deal. It would be kind of like uh, Steph Curry not scoring a single point in an NBA game or Tom Brady not completing a single pass. If that were to happen, ESPN would be all over it. It would be big news if that happened. Well, these professional fishermen, they're returning with nothing. They're putting away their nets. They're frustrated. They're discouraged. They're, they're cleaning the boat, the stuff that they normally did when they came in from being out for the day. And so it's obvious, if you read the, the story that these fishermen know Jesus, all right? They either knew him personally, or at the very, very least, they were very familiar with him. Jesus is teaching. The crowds are beginning to gather around him. And Jesus asks one of the fishermen, who's Simon Peter, to take him out on the water so that he could speak to the crowd from the boat. And so Simon Peter did that for him. Scripture says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now, I want to say before we go any further, sometimes in your spiritual life, you have to get out of the shallow water and you got to go out into the deep to learn the things that you need to learn in life. Jesus is a rabbi, remember. He just finished teaching, I assume, a great message. Jesus is now asking professional fishermen to do something that makes absolutely no sense to these fishermen. You know, he, Simon, Simon, I think, is trying to be polite, and I'm reading a little bit into the text here, but I think Simon, as he hears Jesus ask this, he's like, I'm a pro fisherman. Stay in your lane. All right? You're a rabbi. You teach, I'll do what I do. And besides, I mean, what do you know about fishing anyway? It's not exactly what Simon says, but I bet you he was thinking something like that. Here's what he actually said He says, Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long. And I've caught nothing. Jesus, what you're asking me to do, it doesn't feel right. 
it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, how many of you have figured out that oftentimes when God asks you to do something, it doesn't make sense? Most of the time, when God asks you to do something, it's actually an invitation for you to put your trust in him. You know, for instance, you uh, read a passage where Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. It's easy to quote that, isn't it? Someone's struggling with worry, you go, oh, there's the scripture, it's what it says. But when you're in the land of confusion, many times the, the response is, have you seen what's going on? Things are out of control. Somebody needs to be worrying about this stuff. You know, somebody needs to get excited about it. Jesus, you're asking me to do something. It does not make any sense. In fact, it kind of seems stupid to me. Jesus, I want to trust you. I really do. But I need more. I, I can't see you, God. I can't see myself doing what you're asking me to do. It's a control issue. It's a control issue. And when you feel that way, and you will from time to time in your life, you need to pray a prayer. I, I believe it's a very powerful prayer that, that gets you focused and say, Lord, help me to obey you even when I do not understand things. It, it's a prayer that I believe we, we see Simon Peter live out in his life over and over. You know, by faith, he did what Jesus asked him to do. Master, we've worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. Friends, even when you don't understand, even when it doesn't make sense to you, you got to let down the nets sometimes. Even though you're confused, even though you're sitting going, I, I just don't get this, because you are who you are, Lord. I'm choosing to put my trust in you. And I'm going to let down the nets in my life. You do not have to understand completely to obey Jesus and to obey God. You know, when it comes to trusting God, when it comes to your faith, so many times that, that trust starts with small things in your life. You know, small acts of obedience. And hear this, it's those small acts of obedience that lead to big results in life. The big impact, the biggest blessings, the biggest miracles in life. You know, we, we want to move mountains, don't we? But we're not much interested in doing the things that allow us to move the anthills, so to speak. You know, I remember uh, one of the first times 
I, I really understood this in, in my life. And uh, I was pastor in three small churches, uh, Palmyra, Modesto, and Scottville, uh, up the road. And they're rural churches, very, very small. And I was putting together the message topics for the year. And I'd been praying and studying and researching. I, I was thinking about the needs in, in the different communities that I was serving. And so I got a, a calendar out, and I started jotting down, like, scriptures and topics on that calendar for each week. And uh, I got to a holiday weekend, and I started to write something down, and I just sensed the, the Holy Spirit going, no, that's not it. Nope. And so I switched topics. And each time I switched topics and got ready to write it down, it just didn't feel right. And then I had this thought, it just kind of bolted into my head, and it was, talk about suicide. And, and at first, I kind of dismissed it. I mean, it didn't, didn't make any sense to me. You know, I, and finally, I had this back and forth with the Holy Spirit, and so I finally, I wrote the word suicide on the calendar. Now, I'll be honest with you, in the back of my mind, I was like, I just need to get moving on. I can change this later. And so through the year, and, and it's always been my practice, so through the year when I would find a, a scripture or a topic or a story, I would add it to the folder for that, for that particular weekend. And each time I added something to that folder, I would go, this makes no sense. I mean, we haven't had a suicide in the community for years. Why, why am I doing this? But I would put the stuff in. That week rolled around, and I started working on my message. And every time I'd sit down to work on it, I'd go, really? This is what we're going to talk about on this holiday weekend. And I kept working really hard. And let's just say, just not very enthusiastic about it, all right? Sunday morning rolls around. I drive out to the first church I'm going to speak at. And I could tell something was going on in the congregation. One of the ladies caught me, and she said one of the real prominent farmers in the community had taken his life late that night. I fully understood things at that moment. Everything made sense in that moment. And it left an impression on me that's trailed me my entire ministry. You do not have to understand everything to be obedient to God. The smallest act of obedience can result in something very big in your life. Yet, if you say so, Lord, I will do it. I will let down the nets. Lord, help me to obey you even when I do not understand things. So, so how do you grow? How do you grow that kind of trust in, in your life? You know, if you want to learn to trust God, you have got to get clinging in your life. You know, it's one of the few areas in life that clingy works, all right? So don't raise your hand, but if you're dating someone right now, can I give you some advice? Do not be clingy. You know, it does not work. In fact, it's just weird, okay? 
But when it comes to God, you need to get clingy in your life. You know, the writer of Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make what? Straight your path. You know, that word acknowledge there, in the Hebrew, it, it means to know. You know, in all your ways, know God, and he will make straight your path. Know him. Know him when you're on the mountain. And know him when you're in the valleys of life. Because if you know God in the good times, friends, you can trust God in the bad times. I mean, how do, how do you know? How do you trust God? Well, you walk with him. You talk with him. The only way that you will know God is to get close to him and cling to him. You know, that, that word trust, uh, the be- very beginning of the verse, trust in the Lord, you know, with all your heart. It, it comes, when you, you look at that, in the Hebrew, it means to cling to. It's not talking about getting in the proximity of God. It means to grasp God with both hands and cling to God with everything in you, which implies you have to let go of the other stuff you're clinging to because you can't cling to God if you're trying to hold on to all this other stuff. You cannot lean on, cling to your own understanding of things and hold on to God at the same time. And friends, I will tell you, this is hard to do. It's really hard to do. Do not, do not lean on your own understanding. I will tell you, I've been learning that for almost 60 years now. I'm still learning it. I am wired, okay? My DNA, it it is built to lean on my own understanding. It is my strength. I can figure this out. Now, don't misunderstand me. Learning is a great thing. But there comes a point in your life where you have to let go of your own understanding, your own desires, your own plans, your own will, your own strategy, your own comfort in life, and trust God and cling to God, that rock that will never fail you in life. He's your fortress, your defense, your deliverer in life. You know, God's ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts way higher than your thoughts. In fact, hear this. Anything that offers the illusion of security in your life fades in the presence and strength of our creator. We all need to get clingy with God. Grab hold, do not let go. You know, just say, God, I am clinging to you. I am casting all of my cares on you. Why? Because you're faithful, Lord. I know that. 
You know, God, I'm clinging to you. Even when I don't understand, you know, when I don't get it, Lord, help me be obedient. You know, Lord, help me cling to you when things don't make sense in this world. Lord, I'll be obedient. You say so, I'll let down my net. I do not know the outcome. I have no idea where this thing's going. I am not in control of everything. In fact, say that to your neighbor. I'm not in control of everything. It's true. I'm not in control of everything. Here's the reality. I am in control of very little when it gets right down to it. And you're in control of very little. But the good news, here's the good news. I do not need to be in control, and you don't need to be in control. The outcome, it's God's responsibility. Obedience is your responsibility. You know, Jesus says, put out into the deep, let down your nets for a catch. Simon Peter, this doesn't make sense. Yet, because you ask, Lord, I'll do it. I'll let down the nets. I mean, I almost picture him running out of me. All right, Lord, I'll do it. Whatever you want, I'll do it. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. So first prayer, Lord, help me obey when I don't understand. Here's the second prayer, kind of part two. Lord, help me to surrender what I can't control. Simon obeys. He lets down the nets. They catch so many fish. The, the, the nets are breaking. Can you picture this? The boats can't hold everything. They're overflowing. Everybody's amazed in this moment. Simon Peter, you know, James and John was there. They're all pro fishermen. These guys are shocked. They're blown away. They've never seen anything like this. Peter he starts connecting the dots. And at some point he realizes that Jesus isn't just a rabbi. No, he's the holy one. He's the promised one. The Messiah that they've been waiting for. But when Simon Peter saw it, he's talking about the miracle. He put it all together. He fell down at Jesus' knees saying, go away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. Jesus reaches out to Simon Peter. He says, Simon, don't be afraid. Get up, get up. From now on, you're going to use your skills for the kingdom of God. You're going to fish for people. 
It is a higher calling. That's what I'm asking you to step into. It says when they had brought their, their boats to the shore, they did what? Left everything and followed him. Left everything and followed him. What's that mean, left everything? Well, they left their boats. They left their nets. They left their vocation. I mean, which represented their provision, their security. It was their future. Had been for generations in their family. And so I want to ask you this. When it comes to your nets, what is it? What is it? that you think provides you safety in this life? Is it your understanding? Is it your stuff? Your resources? Your vocation? Your, your, your power? I mean, what is it that you're placing your hopes and security in? You know, when it comes to your nets, the first thing that you've got to do is you got to let them down when God invites you to let them down. And at some point, you got to lay them down. Let go of your plans. Let go of your agenda. And you just surrender everything. You know, I'm trusting you, Lord, completely with everything. And please do not misunderstand me. I'm not suggesting this is easy to do. It is not. It does not make any sense at all in life. But I do not have to understand everything to obey God completely. And I know many of you, you you love God. I get it. I hear it. You want to trust God in your life. But then things happen, right? You look around you. It's a land of confusion sometimes. Things appear to be out of control. Come on, God. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand why this is happening. You gotta let go of your understanding. And you've got to cling to the God that holds the sun and the moon and the stars in place. You've got to trust a God that's full of goodness. You know, God's plans, God's purpose are higher than anything that you have the possibility of even slightly understanding in your life. And friends, when you cling to God, he will comfort you in life. He'll give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, when you cling to God, your heart, I mean, it might be breaking. But your hope will not be shaken when you cling to God. And I know today some of you need to not only let down your nets, you just need to lay them down. And give them to God. 
I mean, you don't always have the power to control things. You've got to figure that out. But you have the power always to surrender them to God. You know, the, the Psalms, it says, some trust in chariots and some in horses. Well, I think they've lost us at that point because anybody own a chariot? I'm not, not talking like a car, but a chariot, no, yeah. In our culture, we might say some put their trust in the economy. Some put their trust in, in the government. Some put their trust in, in whoever's in office. You know, some put it in their bank account. You know, some put it in a medical report. Some put it in education. I mean, we have all these things that we put our trust in, but as followers of Jesus Christ, you know, thank God our hope is not found in that stuff. It's found in the one that sits on the throne in heaven. You know, that's the one. Some trust in chariots. Some in horses. What do we put our hope in? We trust in the name of the Lord our God. And that is a defining moment in life. I mean, can't you see? It's a land of confusion, yes? And things may feel like they're out of control. They may be. Maybe, maybe you feel on the edge in your life, overwhelmed, broken, beaten. Some of you may feel like you're at the end of your rope, you know, ready to quit, ready to give up. If that's where you are today, I just want to ask you a simple question. The story we've been following. When did the miracle take place? At the end of the frustrating day. When they'd given up hope. When they called it quits. When when they were cleaning up the boats and fixing the nets. That's when the miracle happened. So you may be ready to quit. Give up on a dream. Whatever it is, wherever it is that you've given up hope, it's not over. You do not have to understand everything to be obedient to God. You can't control everything. That thing that's driving you crazy right now, You can't control it, but you can surrender it. You surrender the things you can't control, and you give it to a God that's in control. God is good. God is more than able, and God's waiting. I mean, he's waiting on you to drop your nets and just trust him. And some of you need to do that today. I want to give you a a verse you ought to put this in, in your phones, put it on your screensaver, write it down, put it on a card you know, at the breakfast table each morning and, and just make it a life verse for yourself. Paul, Paul writes this in Galatians. He says, so let us not grow weary in doing what is right, God honoring, the trusting God, for we will reap a harvest We'll reap it at 
that harvest time that God gives us. If we do not, what? Give up. It's a promise from God. You keep doing, you keep trusting, you, you keep obeying, you stay faithful. And you don't have to understand what's going to happen. You just got to stay faithful to it. And if you do that, at some point, if you don't give up, at some point, the harvest comes. May not be the way you planned it. Probably won't. God's in control, though. God's in control. So this week, you look around you, something feels out of control. It may be. Or maybe you're trying to control something you're not supposed to be trying to control. But in that moment, go, okay, Lord, I don't know what it is you want me to do, but I'll, I'll be faithful. I don't get this. I don't get it at work. I don't get what's going on in our country. I don't get why I'm going through this. Whatever. Voice your frustration. And then let down your nets and say, okay, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust you. Let's, let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, God, today I know there are some that they need to put their trust in you. God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just whisper what net you're asking them to let down or maybe you're calling them to lay it down, Lord. I don't know. But they'll know it. They'll hear it. God, forgive us when our faith gets rattled. When we start trying to trust everything anything but we fail to trust you God give us wisdom to just give up that control and to know you're fully in control Lord I pray that um, just all around us we would see your mighty hand at work, opening doors, clearing the path, making things straight. God, may we have the faith to just trust you and be obedient when nothing makes sense. God, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. It's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's people said, just Remain seated, allow this song to minister to you right now.